0: You're listening to the SLP Book
1: Club. We're your hosts, Laura Geisert and Adrian Frost. This month, we're reading Take Time for You by Tina Bogren. Let's get into it. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the SLP Book Club. Today, before we talk about our chapter of Take Time for You, we are going to play a little game called Like It, Love It, or Leave It. You may have played this game before, listener, and it's known by an inappropriate name that we're not going to (laughs) say for this episode. But I'm going to just present the topics to Laura. Let's hear what you think. The first one I'm going to go with, just keeping it simple, okay? Okay breakfast, lunch, dinner. Like it, love it, leave it. Which
0: one? Okay. (laughs) I like dinner. I love breakfast Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to leave lunch. I can totally skip it. Mm. Forget it. What about you?
1: I love dinner. I like breakfast and I think I also will leave lunch.
0: Yeah. I'm perfectly happy waiting until like 12 p.m. to eat, then having breakfast than completely skipping any lunch and doing, we're like talking about self-care and now I'm talking about skipping
1: meals. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes you're on the go, right? But I find if I don't start with breakfast. Yeah, like a protein bar for lunch. Yeah, my gosh. And there really is nothing better than like going to a breakfast restaurant. I love that. It's like a great weekend activity.
0: And down where you live, you have the original Pancake House, which is my favorite breakfast place in the world. And we don't have them up here.
1: What a statement. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, my preferred breakfast place is like the place we used to meet at when we would get together. Yeah. What is that place called? What what was that? It's in Downey. I can't remember, but I love snooze. Like
0: I'm a big snooze fan. Wait, this is so weird. Okay, what is snooze? Never heard of it. Today, I was listening to Tina Bogren's podcast, the author Mm -hmm. of our book, and she was like, I was at the airport, there was a delay, but I made the most of it, got to eat at my favorite restaurant at the airport, have a delicious (laughs) breakfast at snooze. And I've never heard of this place. I just heard that today (laughs) from Tina. What is the universe doing? (laughs) Wow.
1: (laughs) Well, I can educate you on snooze if you'd like. Okay yeah it is a sort of mid-century modern themed breakfast place it's hip okay if you brought your grandma there she would maybe be disappointed because (laughs) it's sometimes it's like they play kind of like club music so it's just like maybe like 10 a.m and you're just like whoa it's this is like a little Lady Gaga for me right now, but it's fine. I'm into it. And the food is overpriced, but amazing. Okay. You can get your classic bacon, eggs, hash brown situation. They make an amazing spicy Bloody Mary if you're into that in the morning. Okay. And a little history on the chain. <laughs> I think they originated in Colorado. So they have a lot of franchises in colorado well that's where tina's from yes and then they have slowly been spreading (laughs) out west and i'm thinking they probably don't have that many locations in la but they have several in orange county so
0: there you go all right well i'll have to check out snooze well let's move on from i feel like we talk about food a lot so let's do the seasons (laughs) summer spring winter what about fall? They just know that everyone loves fall. and Fall's just not a part of not- the question.
1: <laughs> Marrying fall. Okay, well, okay. Here's the problem. I always like the season best that I'm currently living in.
0: I know right now I'm like, I love spring.
1: <laughs> I literally was thinking about this the other day. I was like, well, I love spring right now. Do I always love spring? I don't know. It's not exceptional, yeah. but... I think spring is better when you live in a place where winter is really hard and then spring comes and you're like, oh my God, like this is amazing, you know, to see green stuff again. But anyway, all right. I'm going to say love spring. Stay with my theme. (laughs) Loving the season we're in. Like summer, leave winter. Doesn't feel authentic to me, but these are the choices I'm going to make. Of
0: course, there's good and bad about all of them. Where we live, sometimes summer. Summer is my love. I'm going to love it. It's the best. but Sometimes where we live, it gets so okay. hot that you're like, when will this summer end? <laughs> you know? Never. Never. But I can't wait for it. So I love summer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to like spring and leave winter. No, thank you. All right.
1: I'm going to do another one. Here. Okay. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be revealing everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Camp Hostel
0: Hotel. Who? actually, this is tough. Are we talking glamping or camping? Like camping can mean a lot of things. There can be a restroom. There could be a hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There could be showers. Uh, So are we like run of the mill, like a family campground where there's the showers and the bathroom? National Park.
1: There's (laughs) bathrooms. I do. I'm going to say no showers. Okay. There's toilets. I'm just going to say there is, there's toilets involved. Okay. And you're close to other people too. There are designated campsites. Okay.
0: I'm going to love a hotel, obviously. (laughs) Like camping. No, like I do like a hostel. I've been to several hostels. No, no, no. So brave. You're so. Well, when I went to Europe, I was with a boyfriend at the time who was a real nomad, just blowing with the wind, showing up in a city, going, as soon as we'd arrive in a city, he'd just go to the town information center and go, where can we stay? And like sometimes a random person would just be there and go, I have a room. And sometimes we'd be staying at a hostel. It was my biggest nightmare, but... The hostels weren't bad. They were kind of fun. But would I want to do them now as a nearly 40-year-old woman? No. Sure. No. There's a time and a place. Okay, here I am. I'm loving a hotel. I'm going to like camping with my family. And then I'm leaving the hostel in my past. Goodbye. (laughs) What are you doing?
1: Mine's the same. Love a hotel beyond. Me too. This is not the kind of podcast for us to go on about hotels. But I could. I really could. It makes or breaks your trip, I think. So love it. Love it. Nice hotel. Oh. Love a Fairmont. Everybody should know how we feel about the Cosmopolitan Hotel in Las Vegas. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> there is no other hotel in my mind. I now know it's <laughs>
0: the only place to stay. Yeah, there's nowhere. Never else. go outside have to stay. In Never the even
1: leave the hotel. Why would you need to? Why no. would you need no. to? Anyway. So yeah, that's how I feel about hotels. Like camping, I guess. I'm really not much of a camper, but I can. I will. And I have. So, you know, I'm not a bug person, really, but okay. it's fine. I can make it work. And then a hostel, never done it. Never would. But, you know, <laughs> I think as you pointed out, there's a time and a place in your life where that makes sense. So And you passed it. Yes. You are far past it. <laughs> Sorry for being judgmental. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we're not snobs okay. on this podcast. No, I'm not trying to alienate anybody who loves a hostel. <laughs> we <laughs> love you and your love for hostels.
0: Okay, if you're going to go out, would you rather go to karaoke, the theater, or a stand-up show?
1: I think love karaoke, like stand-up, leave the theater. I've never been much of like a musical or a play person. Me neither.
0: Okay, yeah. I'm going to love stand-up, like karaoke, and leave the theater also. Where we live, you've got the Brea Comedy Club out there (laughs) where I live. I can take a short Uber ride to go see some of the best comedians in the world any weekend. So, And it's just random. They all just show up. So stand-up here in L.A. can be really, really fun. Karaoke can also be fun. We've addressed this before. When you go to karaoke... Here in LA, you're hearing some really good singing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Plus, you know, because there's a big Asian culture in general in LA, you can go to some really fun places where you get your own karaoke room. It's just you and your friends. Yeah. Nobody, it's like no strangers are watching you. It can be silly, bad, good. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you everybody for hanging in there with us. We hope you laughed a little bit and got to learn something about us. So if you want, our DMs are always open. So slide in, tell us your opinion (laughs) (laughs) and stay tuned for our most recent chapter of Take Time for You. The SLP Book Club is not just a podcast, it's a community. Go to our Instagram at SLP underscore book club to join the discussion and connect with us after each episode. Want even more of the SLP book club? The resources we make to support the content
0: of the books we read are available for free on our Patreon or at the Laura G
1: SLP Teachers Pay Teachers store. You can find links to them in the show notes. To learn more about the SLP book club, go to the SLPBookClub.com. You can contact us by emailing hello at the slpbookclub.com. Follow us on Instagram at SLP underscore book club or on TikTok at the SLP Book Club. Hi everyone, welcome back to the SLP Book Club. Today we are talking about chapter seven of Take Time for You. And this chapter is all about transcendence. So ta-da! We made it, you guys. We made it all (laughs) the way up the ladder. Congratulations. (laughs) Yes. pat yourself on the back. So chapter seven is all about the top rung of the ladder, aka transcendence. And you may have arrived here after doing the hard work in the past five chapters, or you know, maybe you've just arrived here. (laughs) Either way, uh, we're going to deliver this information. So hang in there. I found this to be pretty interesting. Once you're at the top of the ladder, you have a higher purpose and you want to help others move up the ladder too. So if you're an educator, then this is a natural place for you because most likely you chose your career because you wanted to help your students or other people. If you're an SLP, you wanted to help all ages But unfortunately, we're not made to stay forever at this level. So just like self-actualization, this is a level that you just kind of visit. You go up to the top of the ladder, you hang out for a little bit, and then your goals eventually will start to evolve. And this will give you more opportunities to sort of experience self-actualization and transcendence. So it's a little bit of an up and down throughout your life. But the difference between self-actualization and transcendence is that self-actualization is focused on yourself, hence the self in the name, and transcendence has to do with helping others. So to reach this state amidst just the everyday chaos of your life, you need to make sure that your other levels below are solid, and then you strive to be inspired and to help others on a regular basis. So strategies that relate to seeking inspiration, practicing gratitude, And engaging in mindfulness and altruism can help you lead a life of happiness yourself and also connect to something outside of yourself. So these things are the keys to both self-actualization and transcendence. And there is a quote in the book that says, inspiration occurs when people see evidence that one or more of their ideals could actually be true. So the author shares an example of her ideal, which is people who work hard can achieve great things. So she said she loves to hear successful people tell their rags to riches stories because this really reinforces that ideal for her. Some questions that you can ask yourself to help reflect on your current transcendence and also connection to the outside world are what inspires you? Do these inspirations have similarities? How does cultivating gratitude help you to feel connected to something greater than yourself? How does your body feel during mindfulness practice? And how do you practice compassion? Some researchers feel that you can split inspiration into two different pieces. The first piece is being inspired by something or someone, and the second piece is being inspired to do or be something. They also report that people who experience inspiration daily are high in receptive engagement or open to new experiences. So this shows that inspiration doesn't just come to you. You either encounter it or you seek it out. The author also has some sections that have sample inspiration, gratitude, mindfulness, and altruism strategies to help you meet your transcendence needs. So just like we've been doing throughout all the other chapters, listen or read through the book, kind of pick the ones that resonate with you the most and that you feel would be the most helpful for you in the moments where you're not really feeling connected to something greater than yourself. And then later on, you'll use the strategies to create your action plan. So you might want to consider what top five movies, books, or songs have stayed with you throughout your life. Were these inspirational stories? Did they provide evidence that certain ideals could be true? I actually have a movie that I love that I want to share. It is a documentary and it is called Searching for Sugar Man. I've heard of it because you told me to watch it. But did I watch it? Well, if you did, you probably would remember because it's amazing. (laughs) The reason I like the movie so much is it's I guess it's sort of a rags to riches. I don't know. I can't really say much about the plot without kind of spoiling it. But I will say that I every time I watch it, I just feel so inspired because I feel like it really demonstrates that magic is alive in our world, you can still have a coincidence or a synchronicity or a twist of fate that changes somebody's life completely. Or, you know, you can kind of see the the macro of something and think like, wow, this was supposed to happen for this reason, because this needed to happen later. And it's just I don't know, it's a really great documentary. It makes me think about the mystery of the world. And it always makes me feel really good. And I recommend it to everybody. It's a really great movie.
0: Yeah, I just looked it up. I remember you telling me about it. I definitely have not watched it. So I'm going to check it out now. I feel bad that I didn't watch it. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) We we usually take each other's recommendations. I don't know what was going on.
1: (laughs) Is there any movie that you can think of, Laura, or song or anything that just really inspires you?
0: No, (laughs) I was going to say King of Kong, that movie where the guy like really wants to beat the Donkey Kong thing. But then like he basically realizes the whole system's rigged. The video gaming world is against him and he can never win. It's not very inspiring. (laughs) (laughs) You brought us up and now I'm bringing
1: us down. (laughs) Okay, well, moving on. (laughs) You can also think about different quotes that prompt inspiration within you. So if there's a specific quote that really inspires you, you can kind of use it as a mantra. So some examples she had in the book are, change your thoughts and change your world. What we think we become, and it is during our darkest moments that we must focus to see the light. She has a website you can visit if you want some more inspiration, but honestly, you could probably just Google it and see what pops up well
0: i went to that website adrian oh and it was pretty good i found some that were pretty good would you like to share did you write it i don't know i feel very vulnerable sharing any other ones that i (laughs) 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 okay here's one from maya angelou i can be changed by what happens to me but i refuse to be reduced by it
1: beautiful I love that. Okay, well, now I feel bad because literally in my notes, I was like, why go to some website when you could just use good old Google? (laughs) (laughs) No, they were pretty good. It is a good, it's a good compilation. Okay, curated list. Check it out. (laughs) Practicing gratitude is another way to help you connect with something greater than yourself. And gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. It helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improve their health, deal with adversity, and build strong relationships. It forces you to recognize something meaningful. And through that, hopefully, you will feel transcendent. So they talk a little bit about a study that was performed where they split people into three groups and said, everybody, you're going to journal for a couple of sentences a week. And the first group was told to write something that they were grateful for. The second group was told to write something that they were irritated about or that had upset them. And then the third group was told to just write about something neither positive nor negative, just kind of neutral. And the group that wrote about the things they were grateful for reported more optimism and feeling better about their lives in general. And they also exercised more and had fewer doctor visits than those in the other two groups. So some ideas of ways to cultivate gratitude in your own life are to write and send traditional thank you notes instead of a text or email. Tina even says you can take this one step further by reading the letter out loud to the recipient, which sounds really vulnerable. But you know, she says you might cry. So bring some tissues. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I always feel guilty because I feel I should send more thank you notes in the mail. And it always just feels like just another thing on my list. And I never do it. I do for big events like You know, when you're getting married, you get a lot of presents or if you're having a baby, a baby shower. Those I will do. Right. But somebody just gets me a little something. It's not my go to to send a thank you note. And I sort of don't like that about myself, to be
0: honest. If you have like this hard and fast rule, then it feels like a chore and like it's not genuine. But when you feel when somebody does something for you and you feel really genuinely moved to thank them, then it might be nice to sit down and write a little note. Or like we were talking about, you recently sent a really nice email to the interpreter in your IEP. You took the time to send an email thanking them. And I think that's the same. Yeah, I mean, you didn't write it in a card and then go meet up with them and read it out loud. (laughs) I mean,
1: I should have. (laughs) You can also thank somebody mentally. So you don't have to write it out. Even if it's just in your head, it's still a positive thought. It will still have a positive impact on your mental health you can keep a gratitude journal where you write you know daily weekly or monthly ask your family colleagues and students to engage in gratitude practices this can look like having your family share what they're grateful for around the dinner table or before bed having students share what they're grateful for either out loud or in writing maybe you could start a faculty meeting with a gratitude statement, or just have some paper and a Dropbox in the staff lounge. And then people can kind of anonymously record their gratitude for others. So Laura, I know that you have had quite a pass with gratitude. And I wanted you to kind of just share. <laughs> I, I do have a lot of thoughts on this.
0: Okay, so here's the thing. We are inundated right now with things you should be doing to make your life better. You need to have a great morning routine. You need to have a gratitude journal and write down at least three things you're grateful for every day. For some of us, just like if you have a hard and fast rule about writing thank you notes, it doesn't feel genuine. If you have these rules like I have to write my gratitude journal and it starts to feel like a chore, then I think it defeats the whole purpose. So I was doing, I was really dedicated to a gratitude journal. I was doing the magic, the book, the magic, where every day you wrote 10 things, but you also were doing these other activities all throughout the day. You were just like constantly doing gratitude and it just gets to be too much. And then you start to feel bad. Oh, I didn't do it today. So it's not gonna work and da, 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 da. So my thing, the things that I think I'm gonna try to implement again from the magic are a gratitude stone that you put next to your bed. And then when you get into bed at night, you hold the stone and you close your eyes and you think about the best part of your whole day. And then you say, thank you, thank you, thank you, Ella. So then you go to sleep grateful. And then it's good to start your day with gratitude. So just that could be simply the second you wake up and you put your feet on the ground, you say like, Oh, I'm just grateful for this day. I'm grateful for my feet or whatever it is. Like you just think something, not necessarily writing it down. I know Hmm. the science and writing and blah, 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 blah. I mean, those are the things I'm going to do because we just don't need more things to feel guilty about. Oh, I I haven't been writing in my gratitude journal. It's like, well, are you practicing gratitude in your
1: day? I mean, what do you think? Um, Have you ever tried it? Yeah. So I do have one journal by my bed and I do it sometimes, but I find it hard unless you have a consistent schedule. It can be hard to sort of be like regular with that. Yeah, And when I look like, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to write just three things I'm thankful for before I go to bed. And then I'll look at my last entry and it was like a month ago and I'm like, (laughs) oh no. (laughs) And then it does kind of make me feel guilty like we talked about. So I kind of try to do it on the fly, but I get why it's good to have it. Even when you create your self-care plan, it's good to have a time where you're doing it regularly so that it doesn't go, you know, a month in between. So
0: Yeah. There are also just times I think sometimes when something good is happening, we're like, I'll find myself reaching for my phone. Like if my dog is doing something really cute, it's like, oh, I want to get it on camera. And then I'll stop and go, wait, just sit here in this moment and enjoy it and be grateful because your dog is being really cute. You don't have to capture it. Yeah, maybe then you can see it over and over again. But sometimes it's nice to just have that kind of a mindfulness moment where you go like, you know, we're always on our phones, and it's ruining everything. (laughs) It's ruining these precious moments sometimes.
1: So that's another thing I try to do. Yes. And I do have some stuff to say about mindfulness, which we'll get to in a minute. But I did want to share one thing that I did. I forget where I even heard this idea. I have no idea. But I did hear about this. And then I went to my other book club. And we were all sitting there. And there's, you know, six or seven of us. And I was like, I think we should just do like a compliment circle. Mm -hmm. Where we just go around and we will just compliment one person. Everybody will say something nice about them. And it was like so beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it really, really was. Like, a lot of the ladies were crying. I just feel like you don't really... It's a really nice... And I think this is what Tina was getting at with reading a letter out loud to somebody it's like really nice to just look into somebody's eyes and say, you know, I think you are such a good mom. Yeah. Or I think, you know, I love how you are always reliable and you're on time and you bring what you say and you do what you do. And just hearing those things, I don't know. I just, first of all, I was impressed with myself because my idea was a success. (laughs) Well,
0: Adrian, I was going to bring this up at one point. We did that in grad school. Mr. Paulson had us do it in clinic, all of us around a table. And he had us do that. And I remember I was like feeling all this anxiety because after you got a compliment, you had to compliment somebody who hadn't been complimented yet. You had to pick somebody new. Right. And it was dwindling. Like I was going to have to compliment somebody I wasn't necessarily super close with. Like normally I would have complimented you, but I remember that. And then you think well what am i going to say and oh. something wonderful comes out sure. like you you realize oh there is something i really admire about that person and you don't remember that I, i'm like was i there do you remember me <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> you but it was all it was all like really moving people were saying really oh. wonderful stuff about each other you can't remember that <laughs> i'm like i would I,
1: maybe i was not even there it's I like literally could not a super remember. vivid memory for me wow Except
0: that I can't remember who gave me a compliment.
1: I mean, my face, I'm just blown away. I'm like, I have no memory of that. But it sounds like a really special moment. And I think sometimes we don't want to be vulnerable in front of each other. But it is always, I think it's always worth it, you know. So that's my point. And just sharing a little gratitude about another person can be so helpful. so. So this will lead us nicely into mindfulness, which is another way to help cultivate transcendence. Because the strategies can result in connecting powerfully to the world and feeling outside of the everyday existence. So Tina reports her journey with mindfulness, which initially she was kind of like, this is too woo-woo, this is pseudoscience, but it just kept popping up in her life so much that eventually she got worn down and she's like, fine, I'll just try it. And at first she hated it and she couldn't shut off her mind when she tried to just sit and be quiet. So she quit for a while. And then she used the app Headspace and listened to guided meditations. And she did it only when she was going to bed, which is actually not how you should do it. (laughs) But she said she slept so great and it was like amazing. So she's kind of getting more on board. And then she stuck with it, got more apps, committed to just doing it a couple minutes a day and continue to see progress. So if you want to be like Tina, you can consider following these strategies to cultivate mindfulness in your own life. You can try downloading a meditation app. There are a lot out there. My personal favorite is Calm, but it is a paid app and I know Laura and I have both used Insight Timer, Mm -hmm. which is free. So if you want a free option. Yeah, Insight
0: Timer. I like Insight Timer because you can experiment with all these different ones. Mm. Calm, I don't always love the voices.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I feel Um, that. But,
0: but yeah, Insight Timer. And then once you find someone you really love and you're doing their meditations, you can donate money to them. So I like that option.
1: A little fact. My insurance, my health insurance, actually covers Calm for free. Well, I have Calm for free.
0: I got it when they were offering it for free to educators. You just had to apply. Oh, (laughs) During the pandy? It was the year, the fall before the pandemic. I don't know if they still do that. Well, that's nice.
1: There are options out there. So there's a different flavor for everyone. So maybe try some out before you commit or see, you know, you might take a little bit, but you can find the app for you in your best meditation style. You can also challenge yourself to sit in silence for five minutes a day, You can go on a mindfulness walk where you're really aware of each step and each breath that you take. You can practice mindful listening and be fully present when you're talking with someone. Or you can also practice mindful eating where you kind of remove all the distractions and just pay attention to how the food looks, feels, tastes, smells, And sounds while you're eating. Sounds interesting. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I mean mindfulness. When was the last time you felt really present in a moment, Laura?
0: I have those moments throughout the day where I feel really present. I think when we record the podcast, I'm pretty present. (laughs) (laughs) I did want to tell you that yesterday when I was reading the chapter, yeah. I have not meditated in a long time. Been taking a long break and I just Closed yes. my eyes and tried to meditate without any no guidance, just close my eyes and turn off my mind. And I could not do it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it for three minutes. It was bad. It's a must. So then this morning I did the Joe Dispenza morning meditation that is available for free on Spotify. It's 24 minutes long. And I was feeling good I was in it I was so it was really really amazing and then we're like right towards the end and I'm you know visualizing myself in the future and asking for signs from the universe that it's working and then my dog just starts licking my foot (laughs) (laughs) and he would not stop the bottom of my foot licking it and I was like I was having to go all out of the moment. So, you know, life just happens. You're trying to meditate. You're trying to do the right thing. And then you get totally pulled out of it. But the effort, most of my meditation this morning was wonderful. So I'm going to try to implement that.
1: Let's aim for two or three times a week. Good. What about you? I think the same. I'm present in various moments throughout the day. But there was a really nice moment a couple of weeks ago where I was on a bike ride with my aunt and my sister And we were biking kind of along the ocean. It's actually like a bay, but it's really beautiful. And because it's spring and we got so much rain here in California, there were just like flowers everywhere. Yellow flowers was really pretty, the water. And I just really was intentional about just like, what can I see? What can I smell? What can I hear? What can I feel and it helped me so I just was like, wow, I'm so relaxed. I'm getting the most out of this moment. And it was great. So I think it's also sort of about the opportunity when it presents sort of being present.
0: Yeah. And that's the nice thing about these levels in this book, transcendence and self-actualization. They say you don't have to have perfected all the earlier rungs. Anyone can move into these states At moments, you can have these peak experiences or whatever. We're just aiming to have more of them.
1: (laughs) Definitely. So altruism has different definitions depending on who you're talking to. But in this book, an altruist is someone who does something for the other and for the other's sake rather than as a means of self-promotion or for their internal well-being. So engaging in altruistic acts is a great way to feel connected to something bigger than yourself and to improve your well-being. When we help others, we feel good. And some ways to cultivate altruism in your life are be generous with your time, attention or money. Show kindness to everybody you meet. Create your own definition of kindness and work on being an ambassador of kindness every single day. Show compassion and be empathetic towards others. You can also try volunteering. So there's a lot of websites you can connect with that will give you some ideas for volunteering. I know in the book they recommend volunteermatch.org, but you can kind of think about what causes are most important to you and then find out how you can help. Tina shares that she decided to use the following strategies to help with her overall transcendence. So she decided she was going to meditate five minutes a day, keep a gratitude log as part of her planner, and share her gratitude through social media collect inspirational quotes, send personal thank you notes, volunteer with a student writing organization once a month, give money to charities that are important to her and strive to be kind to everybody she meets by smiling at strangers and holding doors for others. So now it is time to create your own level six action plan. Again, just as we've done before, you can go through, pick all the different strategies that sort of resonate with you, select the ones that sound reasonable So you want to par the list down and then decide which days you want to implement them on. Make sure to write it down on your planner and try to stick to your action plan for the next seven days while also noting how you feel when you're engaging in the different strategies. And then after the seven days are up, you can use the following reflection questions to help you figure out if these strategies were helpful, maybe if you need to stay at this level for another week, or if you're ready to move on. And honestly, I don't know where you move on to after this, because this is the top step. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you just move up off the ladder. <laughs> <You> just
0: <laughs> I think you just ascend. <laughs> you just um, hover you above just, everybody. Yeah, I
1: don't know. Climb to the other side, go back down. I'm not sure, but the questions are what worked well for you this week and why where did you struggle and why did you use the strategies on the right days and if so how did it impact you if not why not and as an educator how does focusing on your own transcendence needs impact your work at school and as a person how does focusing on your own transcendence needs impact your life outside of school So yeah, lots of good stuff to think about as far as transcendence goes. Yeah. I'm definitely going to try to be more present. I really like the mindfulness and I've been implementing some things that have been helpful like tapping or EFT. Yeah. Did we talk about tapping?
0: I think that you and I talked about it off the
1: podcast. Okay. Well, I downloaded the tapping solution, which is an app. And they have a free two-week trial, so feel free to try it out. But I was kind of overthinking, and I know that's something we talked about during our chapter on esteem, Esteem, yes, where we were talking mm-hmm. about different strategies to control negative thoughts and overthinking. And I did a little 13-minute, kind of a meditation, but you're tapping at the same time, and it really helped. So I'm going to continue with that. I think that's been really great. And yeah, practicing feeling grateful for sure.
0: Yeah, I already kind of threw in throughout this episode what I'm going to be doing, my gratitude. I got to find my gratitude stone. Oh, yeah. I want to see it. It's just a rock <laughs> I found on a walk that looks like a heart.
1: Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today as we talked about Chapter 7 of Take Time for You. Keep an eye out for our next episode where we're going to talk about the conclusion. And as always, feel free to pop onto Instagram, Instagram. SLP underscore book club and let us know what you're thinking about the book and how you're going to implement these strategies in your own life. Bye, Laura. Bye, Adrian. At the SLP book club, our mission
0: is to learn, grow, and connect with other SLPs and educators. If you love what we're doing, the best way to support the podcast is to leave a rating and review wherever you listen. This helps other SLPs find the show so our community can grow even stronger. We appreciate you so much and hope you keep listening and reading along with us.